The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hey, what's up? This is John from Destroyed in Seconds, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a this and that episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 658, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Truco Coffee. And as you can hear, I need a Truco Coffee. It's the end of the day. It's the end of the week. I am wiped out. It's been a crazy day today. And nothing puts spring back in your step. Gives you the ability to stay up all night. Like True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. I was trying to think of a good joke to make about some of the recipes, but I don't even know if I feel like making an off-color joke tonight. That's how tired <laughs> I am. And I always like making an off-color joke. So, subscribe. Because not only will you not run out of coffee, you'll get not one, but two great bands every month, sometimes more. You never know what Coffee Bean Oculta has cooking up because he's always working. He's always uh, wheeling and dealing and working on collaborations and all kinds of fun stuff to bring to you, the good metal people. So, drink True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. What's happening, Snowman? Well, with myself, and speaking of True Cult Coffee, I kind of got some bad news. Yeah? Yeah, you yeah. As, as of last night, I just ran out of my special incanda- incantation tribute to the GOAT special blend. Oh, last man. night as we speak yeah Good yeah we fired up. it just definitely definitely we fired up our last pot last night as part of our thursday night coffee date with with true cobalt coffee and um and some good tunage and all that which i'll kind of get a little more into it 
in my metal fix before we start getting on with everything though we have a little bit of house cleaning to do to start us off here first of all number one I, we want to say hello and horns up and congratulations to our former co-hostess kareen as as you and i know and i don't know if our longtime listeners really know this but she is quite the chess wizard yes she is Mm -hmm. you know she's always beating taking on and beating like competitors that were thought of to have a much higher caliber than her and she's proving otherwise well she is just a couple weeks away as we speak from entering the 2021 u.s women's chess open in las vegas so yeah really really excited I'm so excited for that. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, when she when she first started, you know, getting like that that that's just it. It's not like she's been playing her her whole life. She only picked it up a couple years ago and all yeah, that. Yeah, it really hasn't she's... been that long. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look how far she's uh, she's gone on it. So good for her. We're uh, we're totally one hundred percent behind you, dear. Go go get them. Have you seen that badass chessboard she has? Mm-hmm. The, so back in like the 80s and 90s, right? Um, like I, one, I used to play chess. I haven't played in years. I don't even remember the rules, but I, I really enjoyed the game. And Radio Shack used to sell these computerized chess boards. And it was pretty cool because you could, you know, use them to play head to head with the player and keep track of everything. Or um, you could play the computer. And that was awesome because then you always had an opponent, right? Well, this cool board that Kareen found, not only like you can play the computer, but you can play a distant player via the internet. And then ah. it actually moves the pieces for you. Wow. It's badass, dude. It's like, it's like just... she's always been so... so tech savvy with that kind of stuff and just finds mm-hmm. the coolest stuff, man. Yeah. So I, sure. I really hope she kicks some ass in the open. For sure. For sure. I have no doubt that she's going to take it all for sure. For sure. And another thing we kind of want to throw out there is, um, well, here in Canada, the hockey playoffs are always uh, a really big thing. Okay. I've heard and that you guys in... enjoy hockey a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And our longtime listeners will also remember the friendly farmer's bet that I used to have with our former co-host, Rock. He was a big fan of the Montreal Canadiens. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Winnipeg Jets. And whenever the first game of the season the two teams would meet, we would have a little bet a music related bet just whatever i don't bet money or anything like that you know just just some something fun well as it turns out the winnipeg jets are meeting the montreal canadians in the second round of the playoffs game two is going on right now as we speak mr danny lazon he, he of entropy, entropy fame. Oh, I can't even pronounce that word. I always want to say entropy. Okay, but it's entropy who were a really 
really awesome thrash band from way back in the day. And last year they were making a comeback. You'll recall we had them on an indie spotlight. Okay, well, their main man, Mr. Danny Lazon, big Montreal Canadiens fan. Okay, so when uh, we found out it was going to be the Jets versus the Habs, I immediately got on the horn with him and said, okay, let's make a bet here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he said, he responded, well, here, how about this? How about that? And it's like, okay, the bet's on. In the event, you know, the who whoever's team doesn't win has to change our Facebook profile picture to the uh, the logo of the winning team. So if <laughs> my, so if my Winnipeg Jets, okay, don't win when you go on the radioactive metal faith, faith Facebook page, you might see the um, the Montreal Canadian uh, logo on there for a couple days. So that's <laughs> that's 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 what it's all about. That's it's 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 playoff hockey. And it's supposed to be fun, and this is the way that we like to do that here. Um, to get us off and running with this episode, now you, as at the top of the hop, when you we were doing the read about True Cavalt Coffee, you mentioned once a month they have you know kick-ass new release with your subscription. This week. They really pulled something out of the hat for sure because one of the releases, okay, with your subscription, which I believe expires by June 14th. So if you're hearing this, you probably only got a couple days before that, but you're going to want to get on it because one of those artists, one of those albums is a relatively new band called Inhuman Condition. Their album, Rat God, is part of your True Cavalt coffee subscription. And this is a really cool new uh, underground death metal band, which is the side project of one Terry Butler, he of obituary fame. So when I found out that True Cavalt was hooking up with this guy, you know, for this special, it's like, Wow! This is awesome. So horns up coffee, Bino Calta, for nabbing this big fish. And we're going to do our part with this by making tonight this episode's a mandatory metal segment. Courtesy of True Cavalt Coffee, we're going to drop a track from Inhuman Condition. This is Tyrantula.
Destruction Worse than dreams any man has thought What's left to rearrange mutation What shall be will be been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude. Well, I just stepped in from the real world just before we pressed play. And quite frankly, I was not very happy with it. So I'm pouring myself a couple lemmies here. And while I do that, I'm going to sit back and let you tell me all about your metal fix. All right, man, I got a lot going on this week. <clears throat> oh, right on. So, uh, first, I discovered a new band, a young band called Bexley. Um, they're, they're heavy, is the best way to put it. it. It's heavy, it's doomy, it's like real big, fuzzy kind of guitars. Um, almost hearkening back to the grunge sound, which makes sense, because the lead singer is a, is well, she's from Seattle, and... Um, loves the grunge scene. Her vocals are completely reminiscent of Alice in Chains because she's a huge fan of that type of harmony. So right. 
Um, they got a new album coming out here in a couple weeks. I can't remember what it's called, but I was listening to Sick and a couple other tracks, and just, dude, they got some really, really good stuff, man. So, uh, there, it's, you know, keep, keep your eyes out for, for Bexley, because hopefully with tours starting to um, hit here soon, um, you know, we'll all get a chance to get out and see them. And speaking of tours hitting, there is a band that I cannot believe is coming to Charleston. Holy shit. Sunday, October 3rd, to a venue called The Poor House, P-O-U-R, um, is... Oh, that's the, clever. I took a couple seconds. To <laughs> it it is, right? <laughs> it is the legendary drive through metal, Max Sabbath. <laughs> Right on. I, yeah, I think I'm going to be taking that Monday off, and I have to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I just feel like I have to go. I have to go see Max Sabbath. And there's a couple other bands playing. I can't remember who they are, but I'll check closer to the show. But yeah, that's what's going on. And then uh, we were talking about this off air, but Anthrax has announced a 40th anniversary. So let's all just take that in for a second. Oh, 40 years. It's 40 years of Anthrax, 1981, which means that these guys have got to be getting close to 60. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, I mean, I know they were probably like teenagers, but they weren't, you know, they were like on the cusp there, you know? So, like, damn, dude. 40 years of Anthrax. So I've already got my ticket. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. If you guys go to anthraxlive.com, um, you're going to find several different packages. Like tickets start at 15 bucks. I, I feel that's reasonable for a live stream, um, especially a live stream of a band like Anthrax. is, you know, And I, I, I have no reason to believe they won't, but as long as they're going to put on like a real show, and it's going to be a great time. So 15 bucks for reasonable. Go check it out. And that is the sale price. I don't know how long that sale price is going on for. Um, but that's what it was when I got it. I think the regular price is, is 20 bucks. So get out there fast. Check them out now. That's good. And then last but not least, this isn't quite metal, but kind of. But you know, also ties into this show and our sister show, A Wrestling Night in Canada. Have you, dear snowman, watched... The movie, The Main Event on Netflix. Mm, no, I don't think we have that up here. Okay, this young Wait, kid. Well, no, oh, you know what okay. it is? No, I was thinking of another different movie. It's okay, all sorry. WWE and NXT wrestlers. And it's got this whole thing like you're going to be the, the next NXT wrestler. And this, this young kid who's like 11 finds a luchador mask. And when he puts the mask on, it gives him superpowers and he can wrestle. Oh, and wow. It's cute. Like, I started watching with my kids. We haven't finished it yet. But, you know, I, I thought, I'm like, you know, what a neat way to get kids into wrestling more. And, I like, all the people that I'm, I'm looking at, I'm like, oh. I was pointing the one girl out. I'm like, you guys see that girl there? My friend Rock has a picture taken with her. Uh-huh. You know? Shotzi Blackheart, yeah. That's why I think so. Yeah, I think that's who it was. But I, I know, I know, like I've seen almost every wrestler in this, um, either on your page or Rock's page. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no pretty doubts. cute. Yeah, so that's what's going on, man. So I'm excited the concerts are coming back, 
And I'm even more excited that Friday, July 16th, I'll get to see an Anthrax concert because I haven't seen Anthrax play in a long time. Right on, right on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that myself because um, really, when I look at my list of shows that I've gone to this year, I have like the destruction because I'm only counting shows that I paid for. Yeah. Right. I have like the dis- the destruction live stream from months ago now. So, yeah, getting a little antsy myself. Um, up here in Canada, um, especially in our area, more and more people are getting at least the first, the first shot, the first poke, the first jab. Seeing all sorts of these colorful expressions on the Facebooks. And all that. And a lot of people are going to start getting the second one. So things are going to start opening up well, some more, including. I'm going to ask a question here. So you're saying that, you know, it's starting to open up. People are getting the shot, all that sort of stuff in Canada. Um, this is going to sound like a really, really dumb question, but do they have to bribe people to take the shot in Canada? Uh, no, because we want to we we want to get back to normal i hate this i hate this this new normal expression well you know that that drives me nuts i want to get back to normal just to confirm here to make sure we're not you know uh, having any sort of confusion but so you're telling me that there's no state offering a lottery of a million dollars if you get the covid vaccine (laughs) no no, no, okay. because everyone would have been lining up around the corner. Even these so-called anti-vaxxers and all that would be lining up for for a million bucks. And, and there's there and there's nobody, you know, offering at at the bars. The local bars aren't giving the shots and giving you a free beer when you get your shot at the bar. <laughs> That's not happening yeah. there. Well, okay, if that was the case. Then this whole thing would have been wiped out a long time ago. We're talking beer in Canada, dude. Hey, that's the kind of <laughs> shit that's going on here. Like, really? Yeah, and and I mean, if you have to talk people into getting it, like that concerns me right there. You know, mm-hmm. like wow. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like everybody should just be wary. Um. And but we'll talk about that one later on when we talk about censorship here. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. For my metal fix, okay, we're gonna go. We have to kind of have to reiterate what we were saying last episode about how um, record shopping, vinyl records, and all that could kind of be an addiction. Yes, vinyl therapy. Yeah, vinyl therapy. I like to call it. Well, um. Since we last spoke, since we last left our heroes, left left our heroes. Yeah, this one, okay, has since made three trips to the record shops. Rock on! In in the week and all that, and when I kind of reminded Mrs. Snowy and all that, she kind of had this look on her face, and she just looked at me, you know, like and said, "You have a problem." Like, you know, it was drugs or hookers yeah. or alcohol or something. She just, I think you have a problem. <laughs> but, She'd be like, yes, yeah. we don't have enough space for all these records. <laughs> That's right. That's what the problem is. The, the the shops close at night. That's what the problem is. And all that. So, yeah, my metal fix is pretty much going to um, 
concern my trips to the record shops and i'm not going to get into each individual trips but um i just kind of as a blanket you know a blanket uh i don't know what would you call it a blanket story here i i found and a lot of these records that i picked up on vinyl okay were ones that i've had in the past I have on a really old, pretty much useless cassette, or I have on an old CD and all that, and you just kind of want to upgrade to vinyl, which is kind of kind of a little different, because you remember 30 or 50, 60 years ago, okay, when CDs were first coming around, everyone was saying, why don't you upgrade to CDs? Get rid of all that vinyl stuff. And now we're upgrading from CD to vinyl. It's just, it's amazing how the metal gods, the music gods work like that. Well, obviously, Judas Priest is huge in the, uh, in, in Snowy Manor here. And we've had Painkiller, our all time favorite Priest album. We've had it on cassette great for album. all the, it's, it's fucking amazing. Well, I found it for a really cool, brand new price as well as Defenders of the Faith as well. So I grabbed those those two records new. Um, our good buddy Ducky there was selling the Double Live Venom album, Ein Klein Nacht Music. Okay? Oh, nice. Which, yeah, which, which I've, I had it, you know, when it first came out from teens, and I still have it in my collection but these were special re-releases with some really sweet vinyl. Like, um, the designs on the vinyl and all that, really, really sweet. If you go to my Facebook, you will you will see it. So it's like, okay, okay, I gotta have this. So, yeah, and also, like, Venom and me, like, that's the band, you know, that, that got me into a metal full-time. And just a couple... Other albums as well. Uh, finally got on vinyl, Deep Purple's Machine Head, Sabbath's Heaven and Hell, um, Kisses Destroyer. Nice. Okay. And White Snake's Love Hunter. Okay, like I said, I'm, I'm familiar with all of these records and all that, except I've never heard the Love Hunter album, which I guess was White Snake's second album. This is pre, pre-blowing up with... Um, with slide it in okay so i wasn't too familiar with this record but it was four bucks you know i spend that on coffee every yeah. morning you know so it's like okay i'll grab this all right and as well i grabbed real there's a really there's a really cool crusty hardcore band called os rotten or rattan it's pronounced i'm really not too sure, but it's the legend. It's the legendary Os Rotten. I grabbed the fuck Nazi, the fuck Nazi sympathy seven inch. There's a Freudian slip. <laughs> <sighs> Honestly, I don't know anyone named Nancy. Okay, fuck Nancy. <laughs> fuck. Nazi Sympathy 7-inch EP, and it's like, oh, okay, this is really cool. This is, like, okay, I guess they kind of wanted, you know, their version of Nazi Punk's Fuck Off, 
Okay. And it's like, well, instead of covering the DKs, you know, why don't we kind of do our own at, um, with that as well. And this, I kind of got a little story with this one record. Do you remember the early eighties new wave, uh, pop band from Australia called split ends? Nope. Oh, you don't remember six months in a leaky boat? Nope. Never or, heard of them. Or the song or the song I got you. Nope. No, none of it. I don't know why sometimes I get frightened. That doesn't ring a bell. No. Okay, maybe to hear these songs, you will. Well, when I was a kid, I had the split album, the split ends first album, True Colors. Okay. And what was really cool is with a name like True Colors, okay. On the vinyl, and this is going back to 1981, maybe even 1980, okay? So this is still relatively new. It's the first time I saw it, but on the vinyl of this record, okay, had all of these cool multicolored designs, like, on the vinyl. It's the first time I ever saw anything like that. And I remember buying the record and just kind of just tilting the record into the light to see all the colors and it's just like it was just like the coolest thing okay well i kind of lost that record to the years and all that well that as i'm watching um what culture on youtube and they're doing their top 10 and all that and split ends happened to be on one of their episodes i remember saying to mrs snowy hey I had this record, the Split Ends record, and I explained the whole spiel to her. And I said, if I ever find that record again, I'm snapping it up. Okay. I know, like, that, that music really isn't my thing and all that and, anymore. But I definitely need this record. I even went on Amazon. Okay, I found it, but not with the cool multicolored vinyl and all that. All right, fine. I kind of, okay, I put it in the back of my head until the next time, just a couple days later, when I went to the old gold vintage vinyl shop. And God damn it, if I didn't see Split Ends True Colors, I picked it up, I ripped it open, I looked at the vinyl. All the, all the lovely colors of the world. That's awesome, this, dude. The full record. Yeah, I just just the amazing you know just that amazing coincidence that i was just saying just a couple of days if i find this record i'm grabbing it and then like there it is and it's like oh wow wow so yeah split ends true colors i'm actually surprised you don't remember split ends nope Ah, they were kind of like their their heyday early 80s you know they didn't really catch on you know, like Men at Work did, you know, speaking of all, all other Australian bands and all that. But, yeah, really good stuff. There, There's some homework. Check out Split Ends. Anyways, last night was our coffee date ever since we got um, our package from True Cavalt Coffee of the special incantation you know, tribute to the goat brand. Every Thursday night, we would fire up a batch of this. And we'd just sit back, listen to some tunes, and enjoy this wicked coffee. Earlier that day, I had purchased 
the first Iron Maiden record on vinyl. Oh, rock Iron on. Maiden, Iron Maiden, yeah. The yeah. very first, for very first Maiden, you know, when they were definitely, definitely true new wave of British heavy metal way back when the very first appearance of Eddie as well. So we were cranking that as well as the Defenders record. And so, like I said, we had a good time. But unfortunately, uh, I'm all out of incantation coffee now, damn it. So, Mr. Culta, you know, Culta, true cobalt coffee, you got to get another, uh, I don't know, another, another sponsorship or you got to get another deal with another kick-ass band like Incantation. And set me up, dude. You know, this is for the safe, the, for the sake of our marriage. It's going, <laughs> it's going, it's going so well because of these coffee dates. I think maybe the, the, the special coffee is keeping her sedated. Okay. And. <laughs> she hasn't killed me yet Yuck. after all of these years. Terms. Yeah, yeah. Today, as we speak, the new Flotsam and Jetsam record just hit the racks. Blood in the Water, that came across my desk. Ha, oh, dude, this band is still killing it. Okay. And just to kind of add salt to the wound speaking about you know the covid and what's what's going on and all that if the world hadn't gone to hell it would probably be this weekend or last i couldn't remember the date that we were trying to get flotsam and jetsam here to winnipeg ah we might have been seeing them live the night or the day of their record release but ah the music gods just we're not shining down on us for that so what we're going to do is we're going to make it up to everyone by dropping a track from said blood in the waters record this is the mighty flotsam and jetsam with burn the sky
mentioned entropy from their well i guess their comeback record force convergence with rep zone and as you may recall yeah we definitely hopped all over that release got them on to our indie spotlight we definitely would like to speak to mr lazon on the show and i guess right after the jets kicked the holy hell out of the halves Okay, maybe that maybe that would be the time to have him on because he's he's already been chucking shit at me and we've already been doing the shit talking back and forth and all that. It's like, remember, dude, though, who who's got the listeners throughout the world? This guy right here. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Speaking of bands that we played last year, you will recall um, when uh, California Crust Hardcore Metallically Tinged, whichever you want to call it's all good, Destroyed in Seconds dropped their latest record, Divide and Devour. We came, it came across my desk, we played it on the show, everyone went ooh and ah, because it was one killer of a record fast forward a year later because it back then it only came out digitally and on a very limited edition cassette fast forward a couple years just recently deep six records re-released divide in devour on vinyl hey really really sweet looking vinyl as well so with that in mind, we decided, you know what, it is time to get 
destroyed in seconds on the horn. We contacted vocalist John Tamala and got all the 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 four one one, all the whys and wherefores about everything that's going on with that record to get us to that wicked chat with Mr. Tamala. How about we get a track from that divide and devour record? This is our chat with John Tamala from Destroyed in Seconds with World War When. talk about most is today as we speak the the i don't know if it's the re-release or the official release or whatever you want to call it for the album divide and devour it drops today as we speak so exciting i love it when that happens maybe you can kind of go through you know the 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 whys and wherefores and the process and everything that got us to where we are right now well, I just want to say I'm uh, happy to be a guest, Quentin. Uh, very excited to be on and to talk about this record, which I do feel this is almost like the first release. Like, it's a re-release, pretty much. We put out the album last April, uh, and prior to that, 
as we all know, the, uh, the world got shut down. So, you know, one of the pressing plants that are labeled Deep Six used uh, pretty much for everything, all their, uh, all their work, um, they shut down. So we were kind of left like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to wait another year? And, I mean, it was just – we felt it was, it was time. Like, it was the right year to release it as well because yeah. ever since then, I mean, people have been basically telling us, yeah, these songs hit a lot harder now. Like, it's you know, after one year, a global pandemic, like, all of this toxicity and volatility in the world um, – you know, so we basically released it independently on digital platforms and uh, limited 100 cassettes, like, just like, here you go, like, this is, you know, that's all we can do, you know, for now, and, you know, told people, vinyl's coming, vinyl's coming, so it's finally here, and uh, it feels great, like I said, it feels, I mean, it is a re-release technically, but, I mean, the fact that it's going to get proper distribution and actually reach wider audiences, I mean, it's just, it's a dream come true, you know, so... Love Bob. We love Deep Six. They put out uh, two of our first records, and, you know, they've always been amazing for us. So, you know, I mean, to us, and, you know, just we can can be luckier to uh, have that relationship with Bob. Right on, right on. Yeah, you know what I have? I got a picture of this sweet-looking vinyl right in front of me right now. And it's like, I'm, 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 I'm an old man, too. I appreciate the vinyl. And it looks really sweet with the black splatter on it and the layout oh, is got it. nice thank you so much for the support and yeah i mean it looks beautiful for being like a really nasty ugly record it looks beautiful <laughs> are you are you kind of a vinyl file yourself um i collect some i mean i have a lot of movies like movie soundtracks and tv show soundtracks and just i basically collect the albums like that i really really enjoy and love and mean a lot to me um it's a very expensive habit yeah, it's all trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. There's some days I walk in the house and I got a bag full of new records and I just don't want to tell the missus exactly how much I spent on it. <laughs> um, I was just talking to somebody the other day about vinyl just being like, dude, like, that's when it's, when it's moving day, that within itself is one day. Like, especially like uh, our drummer yeah. has like a wall of vinyl. And I just remember it was like, hours and days for him to go through all of it. So, I mean, for listening, love you, Sean. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, with, with this new record, and you already kind of t- touched upon it, the world's gone to hell in a handbasket, and everything that's gone on with the pandemic and the last four years in the U.S. and all that, lyrical content must be just more important than ever for, for, for artists. I mean, I, I feel, you know, it's important for people to have a voice use their platform, you know, I mean, of course the issue of, oh, free speech, this and that comes up, but it's like, yeah, you know, freedom of speech, great, but it's no freedom of consequences. So, I mean, I believe it's, I, it's very important for people to have a voice. And I, you know, I, I basically, I said, hey, I got a platform, you know, and I got some stuff to say, so I said it with zero filter. Right on, right on, and that's, that's kind of like what I I enjoy when I'm looking for in a band as well. Let's have something to say, you know. When it's time to party, great. But you know, for every, for every, everyday listening, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to get people thinking. Um, what uh, when you're when you are playing live, because I I can see both a hardcore, a grindcore, just straight up, you know, thrash metal and all that. I can see a variety of 
subgenre fans getting into Destroyed in Seconds. What does your live audience look like? Um, man, generally, I mean, we're one of those bands that, I mean, if, you know, you want us to play uh, like 1720 Nightclub, whatever, the key club when it still was alive and all, like, you know, we're one of those bands that will play a club, we'll play a nice venue, and we'll play somebody's basement, you know. It's like we're, we're, we're pretty much road warriors like that. We haven't done a lot of touring, but, you know, everybody's got a lot of miles under their belt. So, you know, if the show's good, play it. And usually the audiences are pretty brutal, I mean, as far as, you know, physically with each other. Like, I'll just be straight up. Like, like we played a wild show, like, right before the, the, the world closed last year, a uh, benefit show up in San Bernardino, and – that place got annihilated. Like, it was just crazy. And, yeah, I mean, people, a lot of people, like, we bring in a lot of metalheads, a lot of punks, crusties. You know, I, uh, I don't know about a lot of the, the right-wing metal guys. <laughs> a Joe Rogan fan, uh, whatever. But, you know, uh, we, we kind of, uh, our message resonates with a lot of people, and so does the sound. Mm, definitely, definitely, yeah. Here, my personally, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into the metal, the hardcore, the crust, the punk. It's all good. It's all good. Oh yeah, no, I, that's, yeah. I mean, we were we've all done miles and we've all done our time in uh, various bands throughout the years. I mean, Bruce, you know, he's co-founder of Phobia. Sean, Eat the Living in Mange. You know, I mean, we we've all done our time. So I mean, we it's that's why you could hear a lot in the uh, the growth of the sound from record to record. Right on, right on, for sure, for sure. And with with with, with that growth comes. Uh, sharing the stage with some of your cohorts and over the years like when i've seen some of the names you've played with repulsion final conflict some subhumans and all that and it's like these are legendary names in the underground when you play with artists like that do you ever kind of get nervous like you know like oh these guys were might, might be watching us we've really got to step up our game um, to me, I play the same show every time, man. Five people, 50 people, and maybe. I mean, personally, like, I don't know if I go harder, but I go, I go hard all the time, you know? And, you mm. know, just the music, just, it just really fuels that, uh, that adrenaline in me. And I don't really get nervous, but I'm just like, all right, bro, don't, you know, make sure your pants are cool, man. Don't, don't let them fall on stage, you know? Like, mm, there's Wolf Brigade. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that, and sometimes i got to pinch myself when I remember, like, all of the bands that we have shared the stage with, and some of them being, like, most of our personal heroes. Like, we got to tour with victims from, you know, from Sweden, so it's like, that was a dream come true. And then we got to open for Wolf Brigade in 2019. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of steam behind us. Record was coming out next April, and then, you know, COVID hit, but I think it hit at the right time, and, you know, good things are worth waiting for, I guess. So um, that's how I feel about the record and just playing, you know, in shows. Anyway, you're kind of you're kind of answering my next question here. You had also played some of the festivals of Scene Upstream, Maryland Death, and all that. I imagine those those are pretty exciting as well. Oh yeah, I mean those were those are bucket lists right there. I mean. Uh, Obscene Extreme was the North American one in 2013. Uh, that was in Mexico City, and that was, I mean, that was amazing. Playing during the sun, you know, the sunset was going down. Like it was great, man. And just to share the the stage of doom, man. Like just, you know, they were played the next day, but whatever, you know. Like just being on the same bill. Uh, we played Maryland. That was definitely a bucket list for all of us. I mean, 
we're uh, we're hoping to get to OEF 2022. Um, unfortunately, they had to cancel it once more. But you know, situation in, around the globe is really bad still. So especially in Europe, and you know, it's the right thing to do. But uh, we're hoping that things are looking up for next year. And you know, whatever bet may start coming our way, we're gonna we're gonna jump on them. Right on, right on. There's a really cool one up here in Canada, in Montreal, put on by the same people that do the Maryland Death Fest called the Quebec Death Fest. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I would really like to see Destroyed in Seconds up up here in Canada playing that. Have you got played much experience like in, in Canada in the past? You know, we um, actually my first tour with the band um, – You've definitely, uh, you know, followed our stuff. So uh, the first singer, Mike Fisher, good buddy of ours and just, you know, all-around great guy, he, uh, you know, he, he was uh, deciding to part ways, and they called me uh, after they played OEF while they were still in Czech Republic. So uh, my first tour with them, we went to Canada, and that was pretty much the only time we've been there. We've done Mexico. Uh, like I said, these guys did Europe without me, you know, before I came in. So... Uh, we're looking to get out to Europe, yeah, for, I mean, for OEF next year and just in general, you know, hopefully get some other European dates under our belt. But as far as Canada, that's the first and only time for me. Okay, well, hopefully we can get you guys up here ASAP. I'm really looking forward to that. With everything that's going on and with COVID and, and, all, and all of that, they had the recent, that big recent New York Hardcore Festival that I think Matt Ball had um had, yeah, in Thompson, Thompson Square, yeah. Right, right. What were your kind of thoughts on that? Is, was, is that is that a good idea? Do you think the world is ready? Like, what was going through your head when they announced that? Damn, I mean, honestly, I, I missed the announcement, and I just saw the aftermath, like the videos that were being posted. Like, I was just knee-deep in work that week. So I saw that, and I'm like, Whoa! So we're doing this now? Like that? Like, I mean, I I hear things are opening up, and they're they're actually keeping like some shows at you know a capacity like thirty five, twenty five under fifty. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. It's kind of strange that things are opening up, but might be an unpopular opinion. I just I thought I was like, damn, like it's fun, but yeah, I'll be in the back with a couple masks on. Like I don't know, man. It's a lot of maskless people, and you know, I'm all about keeping keeping, you know, the community safe, man. You know, it's punk rock right there, punk hardcore scene. So it's, yeah. uh, then they had the L.A. ones, which look really, fun. like I said, they look really fun to play. And then we realized, like, oh, wait a minute. Uh. So, I mean, I'm a little, I won't say I'm like half-half on it. I just, yeah, it's, I don't know how ready uh, we are. And if we, you know, the variants, the mutations going around, I mean, never know. So. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, about that. it's a tough situation. Yeah, it is. It really is. It really is because as much as I miss playing and I'm, as much as I love connecting with the live audience because our, our, we do resonate with a lot of people here in Los Angeles, like when they go nuts, you know. So it's like as much as I miss it, I just want to keep everybody safe, you know. And uh, we're ready to play, you know. I mean, we're going to start. We're going to actually have our first jam next Wednesday now that everybody's fully vaccinated. Uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, man, it's been more than a year since we, I mean, we played our last show on March 6th with a great band called Haggis, and uh, that was it. You know, all our, you know, we, we had tours planned, we had, you know, Europe, record release show, 
So, I mean, we're hoping to hopefully play something by summer, maybe a record release show. We don't know. But, I mean, you know, if, it, if it's realistic and, you know, they're going to keep people safe, hey, we'll be on it. Right on, right on. I couldn't help but smile when you said haggis. That's the same haggis with the balaclavas and the grindcore. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great guys. I spoke to them in the back lane when they did a house show up here. Oh man, house shows are so much fun. Like, I like I love playing. I love playing these like great like venues with you know all these bands and you know huge names. But there's just something about that house show. It's just yeah. Oh, for for the the fan or the the viewer as well, because especially if it's in you know your buddy's basement, you know like you know the house really well, and it's like it's it's the party. Basically, with with a touring band. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've uh, we've gone up to Oregon. Oregon is such a fun place to play house shows. Shout out to Brandon Stench. Uh, you know, it's just can't wait to get back to it. You know, especially you know if there's a good old house show on that uh, itinerary. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, here maybe if you're if you're ever able to cross Canada, maybe we can set you up with a house show. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Hey man, I we would not object to you shooting us uh, shooting us a line, you know, for the uh, Quebec Death Fest or a good old house show. I mean, it's feasible, it's realistic. Let's do it, you know. Right on. I love the spirit. I love that spirit for sure, for sure. And finally, I'm kind of curious about something. Like you mentioned, your guitarist, like Bruce, is you know the long long member of Phobia, and Christian is in a cool band called Ruin and all that. Okay, when you're on your time and you're just being you in your own world, do you act, do you actually play those bands just as a fan and a listener? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I've listened to them. I mean, I like I like some stuff. I, I I've listened to Ruin. You know, um, I don't really listen to a lot of death metal though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I listen to a ton of grindcore. I don't listen to too much death metal. Maybe like a handful of bands I really like. Uh, kind of, you know, I'm, I, I love music, but I don't know, just years of it. Like I, I just kind of, yeah. I mean, I do like death metal, but um, you know, I listen to everything these days. And uh, I, I, yeah, I'm a fan of their bands. I'm like, is this a good question? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, no, just you have. Like, I I have friends in the scene, you know, that I listen to as well, and I was just kind of curious, like, you have your friends in the band, and I just thought it would be so cool, like, the idea of you slapping on your friend's record, just, I don't know, for some reason, like, that just appealed to me, I thought that would be just fantastic. Oh, right on. No, no, and I, I'm joking when I say this is a trick question. No, no, I support my <laughs> friends fully, and, yeah, no, but I mean, like, when I'm I'm on my own time, I don't know, man, I listen to, like... A lot of jazz, a lot of a lot of old eighties kind of electronic music, all that stuff, you know. So right on, right on. We're really getting to know you here. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, you know, hardcore never leaves. You know, punk, crust, you know, all that, all the deep. I really, really love the deep beat scene. I mean, a lot of the Swedish bands are just amazing. I'm really stuck on this band called Tulpa right now. Um, I, I believe they're from Germany. Actually, no, Spain. Eh, I don't know. I got to get a map, but yeah, I mean, I, I still, of course, love all that stuff and listen to it on my own time. All right. 
Right. Okay. And finally, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to let you hype this record and let everyone know why it is so awesome and why they should run out and particularly buy the vinyl. I'm really excited for it. All right. Well, uh, Divided Environment, I would have to say it's an extremely important record, uh, and it's going to be very relevant for a really long time until we put out our next one. Um, but overall, uh, it's a solid record, solid riffs, so many riffs, so many riffs. I think you might agree. Uh, it's just kind of like a Molotov punch to the face, and if you're a fan of the D-beats, you like your stuff D-beaty uh, with a lot of metallic hardcore in there and thrown in and you know, like some sweet-ass solos, you're going to love this record. Uh, Divide and Devour by Destroyed in Seconds is definitely, um, like I said, it's a very important record, and I'm pretty sure it will resonate with a lot of people who I guess can kind of relate with how I think and we think. So there you go. a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. Check us out. Head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock radio.
As you heard in the interview, Mr. Tamala, big fan of the Swedish crust grinders, victims from a dissident album that was burning bridges, and of course, a uh, one of um, John's band members in DIS, Dis, you know, how Discharge, you know, kind of... Um, led the way to a whole genre all itself destroyed in second disc that's pretty clever i like that without you know they acknowledge with the name like that they acknowledge their influence but they gave it their own little spin their own little twist and it's absolutely fantastic well a member of dis mr bruce reeves has been a long time a member of the grinders phobia as well their latest release lifeless god with the new fourth rake rike ah can't talk at all see it's been that kind of day i i understand man when you got four rakes out on the lawn like what do you do you know no no i step on them the wrong way and then that handle's gonna come up okay see it's it's gotta be a freudian thing because i fuck up the word rike Mm-hmm. I fuck up the word Nazi. Okay, that's my brain saying, I don't want to be talking about this shit. But notice you don't you never fuck up the word fuck. No, no, not not at all, because like even Mrs. Snowy will can attest if there's one thing that I'm always thinking about, it's that. Yeah. And all that. So I'm not gonna screw that up. <laughs> but I mean like even Ozzy. Like I've heard Ozzy spew like a paragraph of words, not mm. understand one of them until he says "fuck." That's right. And you're like, uh-huh. like, like that's like the most. I I guess the one word that nobody can screw up. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So what you're going to want to do is grab yourself a really sweet vinyl copy of "Destroyed in Seconds Divide." and devour available now sweet stuff thank you mr tamala for hanging out with us tonight and giving us you know the rundown giving us the dis and dat about everything going on thank you so much and i know you've got some uh stuff that's kind of chomping at your brain dude what's going on well, there's been a lot of stuff going on. So one thing I just want to talk about quickly is um, the I Love Metal thing that's going on. So, you know, we, we've talked about this before. So, you know, obviously without being able to go to concerts, we all keep thinking like, oh, I want to go to concerts. I want to feel normal. But we often forget the fact that there's a whole ton of people out of work because there's no concerts going on right mm-hmm. like a concert is not just the four guys or however many people in the band that you went to see there's all these people behind the scenes and so um it's crowdfunder.co.uk and it's i love metal or i love live it's part of the project uh tony iomi posted it on his um oh geez on like on his instagram or his twitter or something and i found it but there's all these great bundles. So you basically, you go out, you donate, you're entered into, entered into a pro, prize drawing. Each ticket costs five pounds, you know, for you, for you Canadians. Um, a pound is, is monetary. 
Like we don't we don't need that much maple syrup or anything like that. Or Canadian bacon. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it's just so much fun to sling shit at each other. Yeah, um, for sure. It really is. But so check out the Black Sabbath bundle. So an Epiphone Tony Iommi signature SG custom personally signed by Tony. Um, a Laney um, boost pedal, a couple more of his like I think it has something else signature. There's pendants, tour pickets, flyers, CDs, DVDs. Like it, it's really cool. Then there's a nuclear blast package. Um, that one has a Mark Tremonti uh, standard guitar signed by Richard Shaw of Cradle of Filth, mm. and then a slew of other like CDs and albums. There's a bundle for the Download Festival, My Dying Bride. So. Oh, hell, there's a Motorhead package. All right, now we're talking. Yeah, and like, 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 there's like, how many here? Like 10 different bundles, I think. Jude, yeah, there's a Judas Priest bundle. Like, dude, you really, you can't, uh, you know, if you win, it doesn't matter what you win, you're winning something good. Like, there, there's there's not one of these that I've been like, wow, like, if I, if I want to be thrilled. Plus, we're talking five bucks, which you said earlier is like the, um, you know, a little bit less than a cup of coffee um, that is going to go towards supporting these people that are out of work, you know, that still, and I know concerts are coming back, but I mean, we're talking people have been out of work for a year now, folks, you know, or more. So, so yeah, so that's what's going on. And then, so, you know, that's, that's a positive thing. But so, so do you remember when Twitter shut down Trump? Mm. Well, I'm hardly ever on Twitter, but I did I did hear about it. Oh, it was a big news story, right? Because he mm-hmm. was banned from Twitter and everybody cheered. Do you remember mm-hmm. what my concern was? Well, that a corporation, if they can dictate to the, the government, maybe that's a little too much power. Well, right, and... We've been talking about this since the beginning, like even even with like the, the white supremacy stuff, like we, we don't support it. Um, we're we're all for like Black Lives Matter. Like this is Pride Month. We we dude, like we're we're in support of all these different groups because we want people to be people. But mm. you can't take down things that you don't like. Right. That's not what free speech is. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you can ban it. And so this yearbook it, um, was designed and I, I, I want to talk about a lot of different things here because the petition's up and then one of the decision makers uh, at the school district actually replied to this um, petition. And I mean, you know, we're never going to get the full story here without being part of this okay. district. And even when they're, when you're there. Like you and I both know, there's always politics and people are hiding stuff and they're jockeying. And that's the real problem is people are more concerned about power than they are about helping each other and trying to make us all better. Right. So essentially, this middle school um, designed a yearbook, right, for the eighth graders. And Louis, sorry, in Louisville, Texas. Yeah, in Texas. Right. So. Check out the fact that, like, I don't know if you've got the picture up, but you can see the cover. You've got, like, Among Us, right? The Among Us character, huge during COVID, right? It became a fun, fun game. Um, you've got the Black Lives Matter, the I Can't Breathe on here. There's a Vote 2020 sticker. 
Um, there is a smiley face. There's Starbucks. There's love one another. A couple of otters. There's a pineapple with issues. Um, there's the TikTok logo. There's a happy cupcake. And then there's like science is real. Black lives matter. No human is illegal. Love is love. Women's rights are human rights. Kindness is everything. There's nothing here that offends me. Nothing right? at all. But like, I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard to offend me. Like, <laughs> to 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 offend me, you're gonna have to tell me that you know you're perfectly able able body, but you've been lying about getting disability for the last thirty years or something like that. Like, that's the yeah, kind of stuff that, that offends me, me right? That's uh-huh. when I get upset. So there's nothing here that I find offensive, but parents are up in arms, right? And mm-hmm. so, according to the petition, um, the teacher who was in charge was suspended. And she missed her last week of school with her eighth grade students. And Mm -hmm. that sucks because, you know, like she's been a big part of their lives. She's, you know, you're going to want to say goodbye. Like I remember transitioning from, you know, one school to another as you, as you move grades. Like that's a big deal. Um, so I can't figure out why she was suspended because that's not really addressed in here. Um, they were offering stickers to put over the cover. I think alternate covers were also offered and we'll get to that one here in a second, but I want to read something here because I am willing to bet that the person that is starting this petition cheered when Trump was banned on Twitter. I, I feel really strongly in that because most of the people that are putting petitions up on change.org, you know, or of, of this nature, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them were severely anti-Trump and so blinded by their just unbridled rage because like, well, you, well, you have brothers and sisters, right? Yep. Nobody can push your buttons like your brothers and sisters, right? Oh, when we were younger. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like, dude, I could make my sister freak out like nobody's business. I barely had to do anything and she would start throwing school books and everything else. <laughs> right. Like uh-huh. I, 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 it took zero effort. I got so good at it. Right. And essentially that's what Trump did to all these people because yes, he knew he was outrageous, but he also knew how to piss them off. And, and they were getting more upset because everything that they could normally say to a regular politician that would make them back down and, and make them have this illusion of power. Oh, because I made a politician back down. Even though on the back end, they're still getting screwed. It didn't affect Trump because he doesn't care. Right? And that, 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 was, that was probably the craziest thing about, about Trump is that, you know, all the normal things that would get a politician to stop didn't stop him because he didn't give a shit. Because he doesn't right? care. Yeah. yeah he doesn't care at all. But to be fair, <laughs> doesn't care about anything or anybody. Yeah, but to, to be fair, how many politicians really do care? They're 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 elected on the guise of caring. Like if you really like go back and look at what's happened, how many of them really do? You know, and that's a whole other discussion for another day. But I, I I bring all this up to read you this particular part of this um, petition. Censorship in journalism, simply because you disagree with the content, is not only unacceptable, it's dangerous. Now, I'm willing to bet that that person was happy when Trump was banned from Twitter. I'm willing to bet that they were happy when 
um, you know, or they're trying to probably get different um, hate groups and things banned from, from whatever. And while I've said I don't like it, it's better if they're out in the open and we can know who they are. That's true. That's true. And there's there's the old adage, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah. Now, once you start getting into hate crimes, that's kind of a gray area. Well, I think, if you're, I think there's yeah. some amendments that need to be made to that adage. But when it becomes an actual part, hate crime, right? right and, and that's right. really what we got into with, with George, George Floyd, right? Is because, like, cops are bullies anyway. You know, and when you see what happened, like people are like, well, you know, they have the right. I'm like, nobody needs to kneel on somebody that long. And they probably just were all puffed up. And like, like, how do you not know what you're doing if you're trained? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, so that's the thing. So, you know, hate crimes, things like that, like we need to address it. But at the same time, if you're censoring it, then you don't know where it's coming from and we can't have conversations because everybody is so polarized. Everybody is so far left or far right that nobody wants to have a conversation and listen to something else anymore. You know, I mean, dude, there's times you and I are dead center agreed. There's times where I'm like, no, you're out of your mind. You think the same about me, you know? Uh-huh. But, but we're, we're also rationally thinking adults that can have this these conversations yeah that's just it man you know so it's like we don't always have to agree but but we got this now so let's take the flip side here so i've got up um dr kevin's response here so he says um Miss Mick was paid on paid administrative leave. That's the standard procedure when they need to gather further information about information involving a staff member. So I still don't understand. And, and I feel like there's, there's something else we don't know because, okay, a yearbook has to be approved. It has to go through people. Typically the principal of the school is going to approve the yearbook cover. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt she was the only person who knew about this cover. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't understand what she was suspended for. Now, where I'll be really upset is if this is one of those things that comes out where either A, there's something else she did, you know, that we don't know about, or B, and this is what would be worse, right? As if, you know, she was suspended to make up for the fact that the principal did approve it, but didn't want to own up to it. So he suspended her to take the heat off him. That's that's possible. And and then uh, nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen, right? Because you know they look for a fall guy. But then he says he supports the way Mr. Martin resolved the yearbook situation. I don't know who Mr. Martin is, um, which is to offer an alternate cover for those families who wanted one. Well, I don't see why they couldn't have offered the cover and kept her, you know, there. Right. Like right because. Yeah. Okay. No, well, go ahead. I sorry. I think I think what it is is action had to be done because there was a lot of pissed off parents in small town Texas. And I don't know how big Louis Louisville is. Okay, but if I've never heard of it, then it's it's not a very big city. I know my American geography probably better than most Americans. Okay, if I haven't heard of Louisville, it really isn't that big. And when you start small town south in the u.s 
there is a lot of you know conservative beliefs, ideas, and values. Dude, small town anywhere. Oh, actually, yeah. Trust me, I know all about small town yeah. in Canada, even. And um, there is a lot of outraged parents that saw science is real. Well, that goes against my religion. Black lives matter. Well, we're white. No human is illegal. Well, we, we yeah. can't have those people in this country. Love is yeah. love. Well, we can't have those gays near. I, I don't want my kid to catch the gay from some from someone. You know, he, you're he, so human, right. That's so funny, but you're so right. <laughs> Uh, women's rights are human uh, rights. Well, not according to the good book. I know women dude. should be subservient. You know, yeah. and kindness is everything. Well, it's not really not for those heathens. But and and all those things, and like you're exactly right, right? But but the thing is, the flip side is that's how everybody's acting towards Trump. Like the same people that think that it's perfectly okay that they should have the right to express these things didn't want Trump to express any of his ideas. I don't agree with him. I do not. But he still has the right to say it and be a lunatic. That's the country, right? There are there there are certain rules and other things that you know that that we can get people on and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, if you want to spout your mouth off and be an absolute raving lunatic, that is your right. You Go ahead. Know? It just it just gives all these awesome bands. So many, so much, so much material to write awesome music to play on this awesome show. Well, Thanks, Don. And without free speech, <laughs> the music that you and I love and that so many other oh. people love doesn't exist. Oh, I remember. I remember the PMRC. Thank you, D. Yeah. Thank you, D, for everything you did. And I think that's what people tend to forget. And I don't mean to take you to, to sidetrack here, but the PMRC back then... We're Democrats. Yes. Not Republicans. Yes. You know, that's why for me it's been Republicrat right from well, that very moment. Because they, they, they flip flop when they started figuring out how to how to get whatever votes, right? And that's my whole point is, you know, nobody knows how to handle Trump because he's the only one who's not lying. Essentially, like, <laughs> like he really is everything really you're is seeing. An asshole. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, he everything is. you're seeing, rather than like lying to make somebody feel better and get their vote, you know, or whatever. Like, he's really everything you're seeing all the time. So, that that's you know, again, don't agree with the man. Like, there were there were things that were okay, and I will say that. And if anybody wants to fight me on it, like, hell, we can have a discussion. There were there were. Things that he did for the country financially that were good. There were other things I was concerned about, right? Like, mm. I was concerned mm. about basically all the social issues, human rights, like, um, oh, shit, environmental things, like all those sorts of things, like big concerns there. Because, like, that's the stuff I kept my eye on because we got to protect the planet. However, um, the U.S. is not the worst. And we got a lot of work to do. But that's a whole, whole different story. But so... Mm -hmm. It, this all comes down to if you believe in free speech, you know, um, it, you've, you've got to support all of it, not just yours, you know, and, and that that's where when they say that, I'm like, I, I guarantee this person cheered with Trump and probably it. And what I would what what I would be really curious to know is if this teacher was an anti-Trump person. 
which I would almost guess that probably. But uh, art, uh, an, an art teacher, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But was but was that teacher a very vocal anti-Trump and like waving in other people's faces and then this was their chance to get back and because it, it all just well, comes from retaliation. Just, that's spite then. That's yeah. all that is. Well that, and that. but that's dude, that's what ninety percent of the arguments going on today are. You know? No nobody's t- taking it taking a minute to think think of it logically. So think think about okay, let's see here. Um, what's one of the first albums you remember back in the eighties with the, with the, uh, PMRC sticker on it? Oh shit. I can't even, I'm sure it was a thrash. Okay. Well, I remember, okay. I don't remember the first tipper sticker, but I remember like bands like impaled. Okay. Oh, oh, did tipper ever get wet over that band? Holy yeah, well, shit. So there we go. Tipper animal fuck like a beast. Yeah, yeah. Right, that was the song that started the PMRC, right, by Wasp. Mm-hmm. What is really all that different between that song and Wet Ass Pussy? Um, I think, okay, you know what, I've never heard that song. You should listen to it, it's actually, but... um, it. I mean, it, it it's a hip-hop song, so if you don't like hip-hop at all, you're probably not going to dig it, but like, Lyrically, I'm like, oh, you go, it's, like, wow. It's probably it's, pro- it's probably close to the same where I where my nose kind of gets yeah. in a you know twist. scrunched up in, yeah. in, a, in a twist is okay. I'm sure Blackie Lawless, okay, yeah, and Chris Holmes, Randy Piper, and all that amazing musicians. Exactly what Cardi B is for a musician. I'm sure is debatable. Which Cardi B, just to piss me off, okay, is hosting SummerSlam. <laughs> well, maybe you will come away with a new appreciation for Cardi B. Who knows? You know, I, I doubt it. Well, but here's the thing, man. Like this, this is what free speech is all about. You got to keep an open mind, even if you don't like it. Give it a shot. But. Then I bring up Anthrax is starting up a posse, and the most important words in that song was, you got a choice, don't buy it, don't like it, but don't say your opinion's right. So in the case of this yearbook, if you're offering on it a cover, take it and move on. You've got yeah. a choice. Yeah. That, yeah. that, you know, taking that yearbook cover supports and shows what you support, right? Like, And if more people are not taking the alternate cover and they're taking the original cover, then that shows their support. And if that's what you're upset about, the fact that more people support it, then that's the wrong thing. Right? Like, and I think that's, that's what people get upset about because, you know, Anthrax's whole thing is, well, if people don't like it and don't buy it, it's not going to exist. Right? And I mean, inadvertently, the PMRC probably made metal more popular than ever. Um, <laughs> there's, oh, so, you know, what was, what was another thing? Do you remember Black Flag's Family Man album cover? Oh, brutal. Yeah, 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 totally brutal, right? So for mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't remember it, um, essentially, like, I, I can't remember if they were dead or just like basically end of life. Was it a child and a mother were basically on the floor bleeding? Yeah, and the father was about to pull a, pull a, put a, it was, it, it was a child bleeding, bleeding. I believe the yeah. mother was dead. Okay. And the father was about to put a bullet in his brain. Yeah. 
right? And so think about the time that came out. Think about what was going on in the 80s, right? Because we had the 60s into the 70s, now into the 80s, and you had all these different social revolutions. That was a statement on what was going on, right? Because you still had a lot of that 50s family man where, you know, whatever the man says goes, the women's subservient, and, and we're still battling that, right? We're still, still battling, I mean, fuck, we're still battling women's rights today. You know, how many years after that? But so that was a very powerful statement um, about what was going on at the time. And then lyrically, like that was an interesting album because there was a lot of spoken word on there. There was some musical stuff. And I remember them showing that album cover in, and I think I told this on the air before, but like in, in the Bible class that I had at college because I went to a Christian college. And um, for anyone who's wondering at the time, I was more agnostic than anything else. And I'm sitting in that class and they're showing these covers. I'm like, well, what's the real problem with these? Well, you know, th th that album's terrible. And I just remember this girl being so upset because she just couldn't process this image and just thinks it's so horrible that image exists. I'm like, I I'm sorry that that image exists, but that image exists because it happens. Like, dude. It's making a statement. We literally had that same thing happen here a few years ago three miles down the road from me in an apartment complex where um, the boyfriend shot the girlfriend who is the mother of his child and shot his baby because the bullet went through the mother into the baby. Right? So That's sad. That's it, sad. It is. It's awful. It's terrifying. And the thing is, like, not talking about it doesn't make it go away. You know, and, and that's mm -hmm. where that that's where when people start to censor things, you know, well, if we just don't talk about it, it'll go away. Nope. Sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. The only that's way right. to fix these things is to talk about stuff, you know, and when I say fix these things, it doesn't mean that it's going to go the way that either side wants it to, you know, it's going to go the way that it needs to go for it to be right for everybody. You know, that's like, um, uh, what, what's, what was the one that they got? Uh, like, like when, when gay marriage is finally legalized here, you know, everybody's up in arms and what's that mean for the church and for Christians? I'm like, nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. It's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't gay marriage. Don't, don't marry someone from your sex. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, like it, it's. <laughs> Nobody is saying that every church in America now has to marry gay couples in their in their church. Nope. No, no, no. That's not what they said. They're saying that it's now legal for um, you know, same sex people or whatever to enter into a legal union like everybody else. That's right. That's all well, they're saying. Yeah, but then, then like those, the, those crazies. Well, it, it's family values, and it's it's that it's an it's it's an attack on family values, and my it's an attack on my beliefs. Okay, Grandma, it's not always about you. Okay, <laughs> you know the the family values thing is funny because, um, have you have you watched the show Modern Family? Yeah, I should. It's supposed to be really good. That has um, Lauren Graham in it, right? I can't remember. I, I honestly that. can't remember who's in it, but it's 10 seasons. Um, the gentleman, Ed O'Neill, who played Al Bundy, 
is is the well, patriarch and he he's more of a um carol o'connor from archie bunker character oh, at the beginning oh and well no, right. no 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 you're you're gonna you're going to appreciate this like, okay, like because because you see an evolution over the seasons like you should mm-hmm. and and you know like one of his his um he has two children a uh, boy and a girl and his son comes out gay and like like in the, one of the first episodes his son is like i had to come out to my dad twice <laughs> you know and, and it's supposed to be a joke but like like you know you see just just what's going on there and then um they t- they touch on the gay marriage thing and then you see that you know the dad really go out of his way for his son to make sure he can have the wedding that he wants and all and, and all this sort of stuff and like like you really start to see things turn around it's it's a fantastic commentary on the 10 years that it was on in real time right but you know one of the things that's going on is is uh that guy and his husband well then you know fi- eventually husband but before they were just you know they just called him the boyfriend but they adopted a girl you know they adopted a little girl and mm-hmm. you know they they had their family and th- that was the whole take on this modern family like one of the guys i worked with he's gay and he's married and they adopted a little girl you know they're raising a little girl and you know it, it's one of those things where <laughs> there are a lot of times like the gay parents are more responsible <laughs> you know i can like, see like, that i could see that yeah like because because they want it and and it's like almost anybody who who's adopting a child like they really really want it you know i mean there's there's so many children out there that are not wanted unfortunately and there's so many people having children that probably shouldn't you know but again like like that's not my place that's their right their reproductive rights you know their choice all that sort of stuff it's a whole crazy thing mm-hmm. um but you know we've gotten on quite a tangent here but but that's you okay know, but but, but <laughs> coming okay. coming back around like the whole point of this is that free speech is not only putting the things out there that you agree with you know, it's having it's having the open discussion. It's you know, standing up for the things that you believe in, talking to both sides, and like debating a point. You know, because, dude, like we, we've talked about the iced earth guy, right? And and, and the, <laughs> yeah, just, the yeah, the iced earth. I like that. Yeah. Okay, he's no, he's he's no longer his name. He's the iced earth guy from now on on this show. I like that. <sighs> Well, you know, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I mean, I just I think of that photo of him, you know, taking the Capitol and his angry face. And it's like, what are you really angry at? You know, and and, and just, I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's so many things that are happening now that I just keep, you know, turning my head and going, well, wait a second. Why isn't anybody upset about this now? You know, like I don't know if you if you saw like the things that are coming out about Fauci, like like all all of a sudden, if you remember, Facebook banned everybody from um, saying anything about the virus coming from China. Like all those articles are banned, and now Biden's like, well, I think we should look into that. Before that was all fake news, and no, 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 no. But now that Biden's okay with it, now it's okay to talk about it again. It's like, well, wait a second. 
Okay. Yeah, it's, because I guess what's his name? Zucker Zuckerberg. Yeah. He's probably got his head so far up Biden's ass. Oh yeah. That, but that's just it. That's my point. And and the thing is like if Zuckerberg can shut down, you know, the president, if Twitter, whoever owns that CEO, can shut down the president, like who's really running things? Like the 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 people in control or the people that control the information. You know, and that was the point of, like, if you go back to the Constitution, at least in the United States, like, I, I couldn't speak about anybody else, right? But the whole point of the freedom of speech and freedom of the press is so we didn't get to what we're doing right now, you know? <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, like, because, but now we have all these venues that are not necessarily governed by that. So now they're controlling the flow of information and they're not supposed to control the flow of information to sway things. All the information was supposed to be out there. All of it. So people could read it and make a decision. Like, not just one side. That's 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 the whole thing. So, and that's really why I want to talk about this petition. Because, like, I, I see nothing wrong with that cover. Nothing. I, I really nothing. don't. I, I don't understand what was going on. I find it hard to believe that a teacher was, was suspended for that cover. Um, mm -hmm. there's hopefully more information, you know, or there's, or there's more of the story that we don't know. Um, if, if it's truly, if that's it, um, I really want to believe in justice and people doing the right thing and people coming around and thinking level head and be like, Nope, this is okay. For the love of God, somebody put her back in, you know? Um, but you know, it, these these sorts of things, you know, I, I, I'm talking about it and I'm going to keep talking about it because we have to, right? I mean, we, we absolutely, we, we have to because it's it's going to affect all of us. You know, what, once these different things start controlling the information, man, like we, we've got to, uh, I, I don't even know, man. I'm just, it's, it just frustrates me so bad because, because, you know, censoring something you don't agree with is not free speech. You know, no, no, because because we pissed and moaned and griped and complained when people wanted to sense to censor metal and punk and all that yeah. because they didn't agree with it. I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so I, I climb off my soapbox. We're good. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I I've been known to step up on the snowy box more than once. How are we for time, though? Do we have Do we have time for an indie spotlight? Um, let's see. We're about thirty five minutes into that segment. Okay, so you know what? I think maybe we did because in our indie spotlight, I got to say this band kicks ass. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Okay, dude, we're gonna switch gears here. <laughs> we're we're gonna have another drink. We're gonna relax. Oh, thank and goodness. we're <laughs> we're going to we're going to introduce our listeners to a really cool band out of the San Diego area area. I want to um this 
week's indie spotlight is one a night shadow really cool power metal band their latest release strike them dead is available now so let's uh give them a listen this is san diego's a night shadow with ripper
Gotta love that. Gotta love that. That is San Diego's Night Shadow from their independent release, Strike Them Dead. Available now, facebook.com slash Night Shadow Metal and Night Shadow Official bandcamp.com great stuff great stuff if you're a big fan of what okay it's it's called traditional metal or power metal or whatever but we like to do things our own way on this show we have our own unique vocabulary and way of speaking and all that that is trad metal traditional that is trad that is our 100% all radioactive metal check them out there well my friend with everything that was going on you kind of you know you've you've had better days i've had better days but i think we're starting the weekend off right and all we needed was to just sit down two friends have a couple drinks shoot the shit and just embrace the metal that's that's all it takes to turn that frown upside down hell yes how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snowman, they can go to radioactivemetal.org for all of our back episodes, current episodes, whatever else. Um, if you want to drop us a line, you can send us an email, radmetal666 at gmail.com. If you want to see pictures of things that Snowy and I are talking about, like, shit, I totally forgot to tell you about the t-shirts I got this week. Remind me to talk Ooh. about them next week. Right on. Um, Can't wait to hear yeah, because they're pretty badass. I need to put pictures up. But if you want to see the pictures of things we're talking about, like when Snow Age says, hey, I got this killer looking vinyl, you can guarantee there's going to be a picture of it with the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man on <laughs> at RadMetal666 on Instagram. Same handle for our Twitter, but dudes, we don't tweet. We follow people, like, because that's how I learn about stuff. But yeah, we're, we're not tweeting. Um, but we do follow Kareen on there, and she's a hoot. Oh, yeah. She's just a hoot and a holler. For sure, but, for yeah. sure. So we got those. And then, of course, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those sorts of places. Um, thanks to the fine folks at Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. You can find us, along with all the fantastic shows on the Shining Wizards Network, on Spotify. So if you search up Shining Wizards Network, you'll find us. You'll find so many other wrestling podcasts. There's even a podcast with a host that sounds just like Snowy, but they talk about wrestling instead of metal. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's actually, a good-looking guy, too. Yeah, really I, I, I think it's it's kind of the opposite of this show, because like we're called Radioactive Metal, <laughs> but we talk about wrestling half the time, and that's <laughs> called like a wrestling night in Canada, but they talk about metal half the time. Like, it's a weird uh, thing. Yeah, right? yeah, I hate to say it, but that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. So, let's do that to get us on out of here. Hang on, we, hang on. I just oh. found one more story I want to um, talk about. <laughs> this will be a... 30-second rant. Okay. Vince Neil tells the crowd, my voice is gone at first concert back since the pandemic started. You had a year to get in shape, Vince. A uh, year! All right. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> The new Children of Technology record, Written Destiny, is available now. This is a really wicked band, courtesy of Hell's Headbangers. Let's go out with the title track. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. 
This has been a this and that episode of Ray. Oh God, has it ever been a this and that this and that episode <laughs> episode of Radioactive Metal? I'm Snowy White, and this is Aaron signing off.